Uh, American Made, American Giant is our sponsor for the Blaze TV. And when something is made in America, I mean really made in America, every piece from the ground up, it usually can mean quality or crap. One of the two. Uh, I'd like to go back to the days where it really meant something. You're wearing a, a zip-up hoodie. Uh, the way that they were made back in the 1960s here in America, made by American Giant. Yeah, I've come to the point that I have a few of these now, and I always keep one of them in my car. Because you can kind of wear it anywhere, and it's also super warm and comfortable, and it just crosses off every And strangely, every doesn't checklist. make you look like John Fetterman. No, uh, it's not. It's, a, it's a nice one. It's true. It's a nice one. Made and assembled here. Every rivet, every zipper, every stitch of thread, every thread, every drop of ink made here in America. Uh, go to American, American-Giant.com slash Glenn right now and find the clothing made here in America that's right for you. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Radio program begins in about 15 seconds. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We are an hour away from possibly selecting a new Speaker of the House. Very important. Otherwise, uh, hmm, I don't know. We fall into the hands of the Republicans who always have the great idea of, hey, why don't we work together with the left? Oh, my God. You can call your congressman right now. Make sure they're voting for Jim Jordan and put your personal differences aside. Please, congressmen and women, please. Can you? I don't know. Whole world's on fire. Let's get something done. We'll uh, have the update on that as we get closer. Also, Father Calvin Robinson is with us. He's an Anglican deacon, very outspoken in Great Britain and uh, just been told, shh, shh, shut up, sit down. He's not. We'll talk to him in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about uh, LifeLock. Uh, you know, those cyber criminals, they, they, they're the best. Aren't they, Stu? They're the best. They're working in their mom's basement or in Vlad's basement. I love them. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> There's nothing better. Productive citizens. They can uh, steal anything that belongs to you, including your name, your identity, all of it, your personal information. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity identity theft are affecting your life. Equally important to realize that there are measures you can take to help keep it from happening. Nobody can stop everything, but I'm telling you, help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. They're the best. 
Join now, save up to 25% off your first year with a promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25%. All right. Father Calvin Robinson, an Anglican uh, deacon, is here to answer what the heck happened to Great Britain. Oh, my goodness. I wish I knew. In fact, I do know. <laughs> how are you? you I'm very well. How are you? Good. Welcome. Thank you for having me on. You bet. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. It's a mess. So, um, GB News, explain for anybody that doesn't know what GB News, Great, right. Great Britain News, yep. uh, and it is a, a an independent voice. The premise of GB News was it was supposed to provide some kind of alternative perspective in England. So, we've got Sky News, we've got the BBC, we've got a number of state broadcasters, Channel 4, and they all sing from the same hymn sheet. It's a right. metropolitan liberal elite bubble. Mm-hmm. It's our Westminster bubble. Mm-hmm. Our press and our politicians all live in the same area and talk the same talk. But the vast majority of the country do not think like that. Correct. And we, there's a silent majority that felt left behind. And so um, GB News was started how long ago? Almost two years now. Two it's years. Just coming up to two years, yeah. And you guys do great work. Really great work. Thank you. And what happened? They've gone mainstream, unfortunately. Uh, This is the problem. If you try to offer an alternative perspective in England, you'll get clamped down upon. So we had, everyone was after us. You know, the left, the liberals were after us because we were coming from a, a lot of us were coming from a centre-right perspective, even though we have to show balance in the UK. So every single conversation we have, we have to have someone from the left and someone from the right. Oh, is that why it's so obnoxious? So I could say, I believe this, but other people believe that. You can never just say, this is my opinion, this is what I think. Because our broadcaster, uh, our broadcast regulator, Ofcom, clamp down heavily on due impartiality and balance. So we had that angle. We had the advertisers pulling out. If ever we mentioned anything, you know, the sanctity of life, for example, um, the sanctity of marriage being between one man and one woman, anything as controversial and outrageous as that, the advertisers would pull out. So on the one hand, we're trying to have balance in what we say. On the other hand, we've got to kind of feed the crocodile and make sure that the advertisers pay us. And then there's the woke mob. And the woke mob has been gunning for us since day one. And the woke mob isn't just the, the le- le- lefty liberals, it's also the other broadcasters. You know, people on the BBC and Sky were saying, close the whole thing down. We don't want any competition. It is crazy. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. It's unbelievable how many people are afraid of other people's opinions. Right. Well, they don't want a free press either, which is astounding to me. A broadcaster should experience a breadth of diversity of thought and sure. opinion. It should be a good thing. Right. But they're like, no, close those down. They're not part of, they call it the broadcast ecology. Oh, God. Uh, so you were fired uh, at GB. Yeah. This, I mean, the brief synopsis of that story is that my friend Lawrence Fox said on air something inappropriate about a woman uh, because she's a misandrist. She's a man-hating fourth-wave feminist. And he was saying, who'd want to have a relationship with someone like that? Someone who clearly hates men. But Wait, that was it? I don't know if I can use the word he said on air. Okay, no, probably. You have right? different so standards. So I'm talking around it. <laughs> but... Yeah. Um, he used an inappropriate word against her, but it's a word that she's used many times against men. And he was trying to say, this is a broader conversation here because the conversation was about men's mental health. The biggest killer in men under the age of 50 in the UK is suicide. Right? We have a serious men's mental health problem. And we were talking about this yesterday. If this kind of suicide, if this was anything else, anything else, yep. it would be called an epidemic. Yep. And all of these resources would be unleashed to stop this, figure out what's going on. But Glenn, men Nobody are at the cares. bottom of the intersectionality ladder, especially yeah, white men, all the way at the bottom. So there's no help provided. 
So wait a minute. Your friend was so, the one who said this. Right. So she had a conversation first. This 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 female commentator had a conversation uh, with someone who was saying we need a men's minister. So in our country, we have a women's minister in our parliament that looks after women's issues. Mm-hmm. He was saying we need a men's minister too because men have particular issues and concerns that yes. need addressing. Either we don't have either, or we have both. Mm-hmm. And she said, no, we don't need a men's minister. It, men, are, men are the problem. Men are the oppressors. Women have mental health issues too. It's all what aboutery? What aboutery? And essentially, my friend Lawrence Fox was asked to comment on this situation. And he said, look, she, people like her are the problem. Men hating, fourth-wave feminists, who'd want to be with a person like that? Used an inappropriate word, one that wasn't illegal, but I would say is probably immoral. Mm. Should have been chastised for it, should have been reprimanded for it. But he was suspended, and the host of the show that he was on was also suspended for providing, well, not providing enough challenge. And I said, we cannot call ourselves the home of free speech and then cancel someone for saying something <laughs> that we find <laughs> offensive. And then I got suspended. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's just, it's shocking. Yeah, it's good. Um, I've, I've read some stuff that you have talked about, and I, I've got a lot to talk to you about. But one of them is, I was just over in, in London, and it, uh, it it's just dead inside, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it uh, is also... Uh, not Great Britain that no. it used to be. If you look at the Palestinian, uh, oh, don't! It's a se- London is a separate country at this point. It is. I can walk around London, London for half an hour and not hear a single English accent, or yeah. possibly even the English language. Yeah, it's, yeah. The demographics: English people are in a minority in our capital city, and that is a little frightening because of what's happening this yep. week with the yep. Palestinians. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, it's happening here in the United States as well. I have no problem if you're for the Palestinians, but uh, not if you are for the killing yes. of innocents and not through war, but planned executions of walking into people's houses and just killing the whole family. Hamas is a proscribed terrorist organization in our country. And we have people out on the streets waving the Palestinian flag, supporting Hamas for what they're doing, for, for the kidnapping, the rape and murder of civilians and babies, for goodness sake, because they hate the Jews so much. And this is the dividing line in our country. It is, it is the Muslims versus the Jews. It's those who support Israel versus those who support the Mohammedans, unfortunately. You know, out here, you seem to have a different picture. Abortion seems to be the line where you can, de- you can determine if someone's on the right or left of politics. Mm-hmm. In our country, it's where do you stand with the Mohammedans versus the Jews? So is it about Israel um, or, or, or is it about, I mean, because I think it's not enough to be for Israel. You have to be for the right of the Jewish people to live. Mm-hmm. And um, there, that, that seems to separate yeah. uh, people uh, throughout history. You know, people will be, oh, no, I'm for Israel. I'm for sure I'm for Israel. But they're not necessarily for the Jews' right to live. Right, right. Well, this is the problem. I mean, if you look at the entire area of the Middle East, Israel is surrounded by hostile states. It's Islamic states all the way around, and all they want to do is live in peace in the center of that, right. that hellhole. Right. And of course, they have to defend themselves. And the moment they do, people say, oh, you're oppressing us, and you're persecuting us. But I'm not saying there isn't nuance in this conversation. There's plenty of nuance to be had. On my show, I've talked about the persecution of Christians in Israel recently, mm-hmm. and that is ramping up mm-hmm. uh, by both sides, by the, Muslim, by the Arabs and the Jews. Mm-hmm. So that needs to be addressed, but does not stop the Jewish people having a right to live. Do you have a problem? Because, I mean, um, 
Israel, I, I, I know the chief rabbi of the holy places, and his job is to oversee uh, Muslim, uh, Jewish, Christian holy places and make sure that they are all protected. Good. Okay, That's his job. Um, however, I don't have a problem with the Jewish people having a, a Jewish state. Yeah. Now, it's not, but I, I don't have a problem with that. Do you? I mean, if, if that's what they want to do, they can, they can do that. Now, when they start executing people like Saudi Arabia or, you know, Iran, oh, then I have a problem with it. But if you're saying, look, this is a home for Jews, yeah. I don't have a problem. Well, that is the only Jewish state. We have plenty of Christian states, Correct. plenty of Islamic states. That's the only Jewish state there is. Right. And I think it's important to have a state religion because it sets out the values for that country. It says, this is what we believe as a people. This is who we are. And it's the foundation of your culture. You have to have a set of values and principles that people subscribe to. So our founders thought the exact opposite. Ab no, that's not true, is no, it? No, no, no. A state religion. Yeah. They, they we are a Judeo-Christian country but, but we don't have a state let's religion. go back to before you were a country though every single yeah. state that was set up in the united states was founded on a christian setting the yes. constitutions were explicitly christian whether it was right. you know presbyterian pentecostal anglican catholic all of the states were christian the Correct. problem was when they came together and when they stopped being these united states and became the united states no, no, no. I, the, the problem came. Our founders were were deeply, um, they knew that this country will fail if we ever lose our underpinnings yes. of God. Yes. What they didn't want was, no offense, the Anglican Church. They didn't want no, one no. church no. that was ruling everything. I agree, but it became implicit. In your in your constitution of the United States, God is implicit. And the Christian, yeah, oh, yeah. The Christian God is implicit. If it's not explicit, it's not protected. That's the problem. And if we look all around the world, in Christian countries, everyone's right to freedom of worship is protected. But in countries that aren't Christian, you don't have that same freedom. Correct. Correct. So I, I saw in, um, in one of the articles you wrote, uh, I mean, you guys, you guys are in more trouble than we are, and we're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> um, the number of abortions is about 200,000 per yeah. year, yeah. right? The number of marriages yeah. in Great Britain also about 200,000 a year. Yeah. Abortions going up, marriage going down. Yeah. That doesn't sound good. No, we're killing the family, quite literally. We're killing ourselves off. The birth rate in the UK is down to 1.4. It might be even less than that now. So we're not even replacing ourselves. A mother and father isn't aren't having two children. And we are being outbred by people that do not like our culture and do not like our religion and do not like necessarily our state. So it's not a good place that we're in. We need to encourage families. We need to encourage marriage. We need to encourage fathers in particular. Fatherlessness is at a massive all-time high in our country. And we see the statistics show us that if a family breaks down before a child reaches the age of 18, they're twice as likely to end up homeless, twice as likely to end up failing school, and twice as likely to end up in prison or some kind of crime. It, it benefits society to have two parents. Back in just a minute. First, let me tell you about our sponsor, which is Mantis X. Um, you know, this is one of the things you guys should do over in Great Britain because we lose sponsors all the time. So we we go to people who, you know, like our audience, like <laughs> gun makers and sound. Uh, anyway, uh, Mantis X, uh, Mantis X will help you um, retain your ability to shoot and shoot accurately. It, ammunition is so expensive right now. I, I honestly I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, I start firing rounds and all I'm doing is just I'm hearing I'm not hearing bang I'm hearing cha-ching 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 
And you don't know if you're even going to be able to replace that at times. You've got to keep your skills up. But uh, if you want to find a way that you can take this to the range and use it with bullets or you can just dry fire and it is really good. It started with the uh, Marines and now the military is using this across uh, all their platforms. Ninety four percent of the people improve within 20 minutes of using Mantis X. It's a device. You just put it on the end of your the barrel of your gun. Then when you point, it tracks how you know if you're shaking, if you're drifting. It tracks it on your phone or on your iPad, and you can see it in real time. As you pull the trigger, it also shows you exactly what you're doing right and doing wrong and then tells you how to correct it. It's really amazing. Start improving today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. Ten seconds. Station ID. But not with revolvers and uh, rifles. Really? Yeah. Gun clubs are so weird over there. Uh, anyway, um, we want to uh, welcome back our uh, guest this half hour. It's Father Calvin Robinson. He's an Anglican deacon. Um, and we're just talking about the state of the Western world. This is happening. And we are, um, I mean, we're, we're committing suicide. Yeah. We're committing suicide. Uh, and nobody seems to care, and the churches are completely silent. Yeah. What do we do? If they're not silent, they're worse than that. They're complicit. Yes, right. This is the problem. In the Church of England at the moment, there's a conversation being had about how they can implement same-sex blessings. So essentially, approve of gay marriage. That's the same thing the Pope is doing now with his synod. He's like, same-sex yeah. same sex marriage blessings... Yes. Not the same, yeah. but it is. No, we're blessing the people, not the union. We're bless- right. It's legalistic nonsense. It's pharisaical, right. pharisaical is what it right. is. And you can't ask God to bless what he has called abhorrent. So what, what do we do to fight this? Well, I think it has to be from the ground up. It has to be the laity. It has to be the, the faithful masses have to say, no, this is not okay. Because the leaders are captured. The liberals have taken over the Western church. And we see that everywhere from America to Canada to Australia, everywhere. New Zealand and England. Everywhere. However, so I was in Rwanda in, in Africa earlier this year and there's so many faithful Anglicans out there. I went to the GAFCON meeting. So the primates from 85% of the world's representatives of Anglicans were there and they were orthodox in their faith. And it reminded me that in America and England, we spread the gospel around the world. You know, in England, British Empire spread it to the colonies and mm-hmm. America likewise. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to get those people to return the gospel to us because we have lost it. China is the same way. The people in Iraq and Syria, the Christians that were there, their faith is unlike anything I've, yeah. I've ever witnessed in America. Well, maybe it's because they are so persecuted out there. And we're going to get, you were hinting at, we're getting to a point where we might be persecuted for being Christians in the West. So maybe that will strengthen the church. How do we strengthen, if, if you're going to a church right now mm. and you have kind of a wishy-washy, how do you strengthen for people who want to stay in their church, but they would like to yeah. get it back on track? Yeah, it's difficult. I struggle with this. I landed in America um, a few days ago and I was looking for a church to go to on Sunday. I was looking around. All the Episcopal churches here had female priests, so obviously I couldn't oh, go yeah, to one of them. There was all kinds of wacky stuff. There was a 100% Jesus church, which I don't know what that means, as if all the other <laughs> churches don't have 100% Jesus, maybe 8%. Oh, I, oh I, went to a, I went to a church where, the, where, I swear to you, with a cross on the steeple, it said, the pastor said, 
Now, you all know that I don't believe in God, but and I was like, what's what? How is that even possible? So 100 percent Jesus, that's a step. Oh, up. this universalism is taking yeah, over. I know. But it was, I mean, there were so many churches is my point, but it was so difficult to find a good, solid church with sound teaching. That's the problem. So I don't know what the faithful do. If they walk away and say, we're not going to stay here because you're not teaching the Bible, maybe that will leave the corrupt organizations organizations to continue what they're doing. So maybe that's not the best approach. Maybe stay and fight from within, but then you're not receiving sound teaching. I don't know what the answer is. You optimistic or pessimistic for the West? I have hope because it doesn't matter what happens to the West. This might be the end of the Western civilization as we know it. You know, empires have risen and fallen throughout human history. We have taken for granted that what we have now will always be, but it doesn't need to be. Uh, as long as we maintain our faith, that's what's important. The kingdom to come is what's important. What we are experiencing now, it doesn't really matter. So maybe the West will crumble. We can't cling on to it too tightly. We have to help it as much as we can. We have to advance the kingdom, but we can't make an idol of Western civilization. Yeah, we can't lose our first citizenship to save our second. Absolutely. That's and, a good way of putting it. And, they are, and, and there are many examples of, of that. Mm. And it's amazing to me how many Christians <clears throat> who claim to be believe in a biblical God, but see the saving of the West as too big of a miracle. We've got to do it. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, raising people from the dead, that's a little harder than, you know. Well, I mean, it goes two ways, doesn't it? We have to pray, but we also have to do enact things. Yeah, we have, God yeah. works through us. Yeah. It's, the, it's weird. We are, we are self-hating egomaniacs mm. so, many, so much of the time. We yeah. either deny the power of, of God uh, and think we're all powerful, or mm. we, we deny any power or any uh you know ability to do anything about yeah, it yeah. and put it all on god where it's it's kind of a little a mixture of both it is yeah there's a massive problem of us trying to make gods of ourselves at the moment so you're going back to england what are you doing um well i'm just going back to my church uh so i've always been bivocational so i've got a parish church that i'm responsible for and i also have the media stuff i don't have the media stuff anymore um so i don't know what i'm going to be doing next well maybe we can help you there's oh. a another gb news here kind of <laughs> called blaze you believe in freedom you believe in christ That's yes we do start. yes we do <laughs> thank you so much father appreciate it Not all. god bless Father Calvin Robinson, Anglican Deacon. You can find him at calvinrobinson.com. calvinrobinson.com. Back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. So on top of everything else, you know, bad that's going on is really uh, Hamas conflict is stirring up oil prices. We talked about that earlier. If the... Uh, uh, the straits are, are lost in this. You know, you're, you're looking at least $10, $15 a, a gallon of gas. Global oil prices are starting to shoot up now. Uh, it's trading at about $86 a barrel. It could hit $100. i have seen sustained $150 a barrel predictions. We know what happened last time. Uh, that was true. Here in the United States, this it, it changes everything. Here's what I would like you to do. I don't want you to do anything based on what I tell you. I want you to do your own homework. You're smart enough to figure things out. But do your homework on gold and silver. Do your homework on uh, the euro getting parity now with the U.S. dollar. What does that mean and what's happening to the dollar? 
Right now, this week, I want you to call Goldline. They have a golden opportunity. Purchase a tube of quarter-ounce gold Mayflower rounds and get a five-pack of their popular two-ounce maple maple, uh, uh, flex bars out of silver. You'll get them for free. Fortify your financial future, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. We're going live for the Jordan vote on youtube.com slash America. Go there, follow the page now, and we'll have all the details. We're going to be covering uh, live on social media at uh, Stu's YouTube page. YouTube.com slash America. Uh, coming up in about 25 minutes, we're going to be uh, covering the uh, the vote on Jim Jordan. Anxious to see how that goes. He still does not have uh, as many votes as he needs, but he is close. Yeah, what's likely to happen, uh, most likely scenario, is he's going to come pretty close. And then they will go back into conference and try to convince the people who they think they can win over. They will have one vote coming back as one representative is away for a funeral today. Um, so they would have in a second vote one, probably one more vote. There is a, a somewhat disturbing report, if accurate, that... I don't want to hear disturbing. Th- uh, la, 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 la. That... Um, Let's say it. That, rip the Band-Aid off. Okay. Um... So, so basically, if you think about the way this is structured, right, Jordan, obviously a favorite of conservatives, mm-hmm. right? You To get through to 217, you're going to need a bunch of moderates. Many more than I believed would come along have come along already. Like they're, they're close. They're closer than I thought they would be. But there is a report that many of, them have, many of them have said off the record, basically, if he can't get to 217 on this first vote, we're going to start going a different direction. So if they don't get that 217 on the first vote, then you see these guys who didn't really want to vote for Jordan anyway, but are going along with the group. And What's trying their new to be, direction? What is their new direction? I mean, one of them floated McCarthy again. Oh, God. Now, the Democrats are starting to float ideas as well. Mm, of course they are. Ideas like selecting individual representatives. They think they could pull off five or six votes from the Republicans with and vote all the Democrats plus Five or six Republicans. If they do that, if those Republicans, they ought to, they know. They've got to know. But they're probably already in purple districts. In some ways, it might actually help them in their elections. And yes, you're right. They would get punished by the caucus and they would get, uh, they would get punished and, and take all sorts of internal hits for that. But Only five of them are needed. Only five it. of That's them. That's why. We need seven <laughs> to do Jim Jordan and five to do, you know, whomever the democrats are picking that's yeah. insanity yeah i mean this is the why this was such a risky process right again i, I don't know, think anyone who who thought it was not a good idea to get rid of mccarthy was like i just love mccarthy so much like that was never the argument at least from our side of this the argument is you're taking a very large risk for a a controlled gain Jim Jordan would be a good speaker of the House, but he has very little going on here as far as what he can do other than investigations. I will say the good thing about Jordan, if he does win, when Republicans do get that power back, him being in control will be a big deal. So this could still be a win. It's not. It was never a definite loss by any means. No, it could be a huge be a win, win and it could be OK. Yeah, there, there are ways this can go, but there, what happens here is you opened up up the situation to catastrophe why is it, why is it 
Why is it that the Democrats can always get the craziest people Mm -hmm. and we can't get somebody who's just like, I don't know, I believe in the Constitution and we should stop spending so much money. Yeah, I mean, it is it's despicable. If you want to look at are despicable, pure politics wise, it's an impressive thing for the Democrats. They, They are able to put in. You know, what I would argue are some of the worst people in our society in positions of power and get them through their conference. I don't know what that says about their uh, uh, their conference is is pretty significant. I think I'd like Uh, to teach. (laughs) I'd like to teach a principle here to Mm. the uh, Republicans. Okay, what was the problem with Afghanistan? The way we pulled out of Afghanistan, what was the problem? You're going to want me to limit this to one thing? Yeah, limit it to one big thing. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Th- how about that we uh, destroyed the work of our, our hardworking military members? Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. But how did we do that? We l- left them out there to crumble. Mm-hmm. And left uh, them out there to crumble. The entire society, really. All, uh-huh. the, all yeah. our allies yeah. in the country. Yeah. Um, right. How did children. that happen? How did that happen? Uh, what caused that? What caused that? Mm-hmm. Um, weakness. I'm just sorry. There, there is a point to this. Weakness, cowardice, incompetence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they are getting closer, getting warmer, getting warmer. Ideological distaste for good things. Lack <laughs> of a plan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Afghanistan, we could have ended that if we had a plan. But. The president said, and that was the plan. We're going to get out on September 11th. Okay. That's not a plan. That's a disaster waiting to happen. Kind of like Mr. Gates, who said, without a plan. Okay. Look, as we noted at the time, a lot of Matt Gaetz's uh, cons- uh, criticisms of the situation were I valid. I hold dear myself. Mm-hmm. I hold many of the things yes, he said very dear valid. myself. Mm-hmm. But I'd like a plan. Now, Gates will be voting for Jordan today. And if I like that. that. Thank you. I, look, I don't think this was the plan at the beginning. No. Um, no. But we if this is how it turns out. If that were look, the plan. As you pointed out with the Russian roulette thing, sometimes you pull the trigger, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And, that, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know, sometimes maybe it, something comes out and gives you a nice little temple massage. Um, so some things, we might, this might wind up turning out positive and that's great i hope it does i am enough of a pessimist to never believe that's going to occur but maybe it will why why because the republicans (laughs) why don't we because we never have a plan now let me say let me do the opposite what was the plan of hunter biden and joe biden most likely when hunter went to work for the oligarchs in ukraine what was the plan my guess is the plan was, hey, dad's 100 years old. Uh-huh. His career's about to end in uh-huh. a few months. We better cash in as much as possible okay, until then. Okay, that's a good plan. That I was, mean, if you're a criminal, right. that's a good plan. <laughs> it is a right? good plan, okay. yeah. But then somebody at the table should say, what if that goes wrong? Mm. What was their plan? Uh, I think a fake email address from Joe Biden was their plan. Okay. <laughs> You'll yeah. never find this. And their plan has another plan 
and another plan and another plan. Well, we deny it. But what happens if they find it? We still deny it. What happens if they find that? Well, then we start changing our story. We go to the P- a, me- a PR campaign to the media and we yeah. make them say all of our lies for us. Just just to make Europeans happy, we're at plan ZZ on the stupid Biden thing. Mm-hmm. They've already gone through plan A, plan C, plan D, E, F, G, all the way through the alphabet twice. They had a plan. They still have a plan. That's how they get evil stuff done. But because we can't seem to get our. I wish I were not on FCC regulated air uh, airwaves. But then again, Jesus popped into my mind and said, do you really? So, no, we can't get our crap together. We can't seem to come up with a single plan. You know what the Biden administration, their people are doing right now? Actually, it's Obama's people. They're making a plan for when they've stolen the next election (laughs) and they are coming in with, I don't even know who, Michelle Obama. They got that plan. I can guarantee you they got that plan. Here's what I would like to say. Republicans... You're idiots. You can't seem to get out of your own way. This hasn't even failed yet. Well, you know how much faith I have in Republicans. Mm -hmm. I will be glad to say this was wonderful, but I will never say this was your plan. You know how people call up and go, no, see what they're doing is they've got John. They've got John Roberts on the. No, they don't. No, they don't. (laughs) There is no plan. They're Republicans. There's no plan. So, here's what I would like to just say. If you would like a repeating of Afghanistan in all of your life, don't have a plan. Now, there are times when you want to get away from something really, really super bad. Okay? This is where you should have a plan. For instance, I'm trapped in the bottom of the Titanic. And uh, I got to get out of the room because it's going to be a watery death. If the door is steaming that I'm going to go through, I'm probably walking into a fiery death. But just grabbing the door and going, oh, that's hot and opening it up isn't a plan. You die either way. Don't run from something. Run to something so if they would have said mccarthy we got to get rid of him we have to stand up great where are you headed well somebody else that's not a plan that's not a destination we're headed towards jim jordan okay do we have the support or is that a door we're going to touch and go and we're going to walk into a fiery death trap Thus endeth today's lesson. Have a plan. Okay. You have a heartbeat. That means generally you're alive. Yeah, well, what about brain waves? Uh-huh, uh-huh. We're talking about a heartbeat is a sign that you are alive. 
Now, I have never seen a lump of flesh that was like a tumor have a heartbeat unless it was connected to the real heart, the only heart in the body. Lumps of flesh, they don't have heartbeats. It's an easy way to tell what's alive and what's not. That's why when preborn comes in, they come in with a free ultrasound. So these expectant mothers that are caught in this crisis, when they hear the baby's heartbeat and then sees the baby there, fingers and toes and everything else, a baby's chance at life doubles. And then preborn continues to help provide critical uh, care for that mama and baby. Not just until the birth, but for two years. These people have a plan and it works and it saves moms and children. Would you like to help? Tax deductible gift will go directly to this cause of the ultrasounds. 28 bucks can save a baby's life. To donate, pound 250 is the number. Just dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. Or you can donate securely online at preborn.com slash back. That's preborn.com slash back. Sponsored by Preborn. The Glenn Beck Program. Glenn Beck program. We're going to uh, Stu's YouTube page, youtube.com slash Stu does America. Uh, and we're going to, uh, we're going to go over the vote and I, I, I may begin to drink again. I'm not sure. Um, but it should be interesting. You know what? Stu, it's going to be interesting to see how these people work it out, isn't it? That is how I always feel about everything yeah, now. Ever yeah. since you came, brought that piece of knowledge to us, yeah, I felt yeah. great about it. Just It kind of gives you denial over what yeah, may just, happen. Hmm. Shrug your shoulders. Yeah. Nothing you can do about yeah. it. Be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah. Uh, here is uh, a Cornell professor on the Hamas attack. Listen to this. There are many thousands of goodwill. There are thousands of goodwill, many Palestinians conscious. Uh-huh. Who, abhor who abhor violence as they do as do I who abhor the targeting of civilians as do you as do I who are able to breathe they were able to breathe for the first time in years wow that's great it was exhilarating oh It was energizing. If they weren't exhilarated by this challenge of the monopoly of violence, okay, stop. I was exhilarated, he said, when he was watching this. And you're not human if you weren't exhilarated. Yeah. Or, you know, or not. Or you're a monster. I'm not really sure. Uh, Play uh, cut three. Here are Palestinian supporters stomping on the Israeli flag in San Diego. So that's going well for him in California. Stomping on the Israeli flag. Okay. 
Yeah, that's great. Um, how about uh, how about this one? Um, the Palestinian flag raised on a, uh, a statue in London of uh, King Charles, which is great. Yeah, he's uh, they're putting the uh, Yasser Arafat headwear on him and uh, Palestinian flag. A lot of respect there. Um, okay, here's the reason why we have to decide who we are. Had a really wise man on earlier today, and he was talking about you know uh, has to be an official sta- uh, church. No, no, we're different in America. We don't believe in that, but we do believe in the Judeo-Christian principles. That's what we were founded on, and we cannot coexist with people who don't have a Judeo-Christian attitude. You can be a Muslim. But not believe in the parts of the Quran that says, oh, rocks, tell me where the Jews are so I can kill them. You know what I mean? You you could be a Muslim and say, now, you know, I don't buy into that part of the Quran where I can take people as slaves. Because that's what Judeo-Christians believe. There's slavery things in there. Okay? We don't do that. We don't do that. The problem comes in when... People come into the country and they do not share your values. Values and principles are different than ideas, different than, you know, different ways of life, culture. That's fine. You have to unite around principles and values. And I'm sorry if you were exhilarated at the killing of babies and children who are just being executed in cold blood, uh, you know, you're a human, sure, but not one that really fits into the scheme of the Western way of life and civilization. The Glenn Beck program.